welcome to the SBA. We are the small business advisors giving you free advice on topics that you care about. Uh, today's topic we're going to be diving into is employee retention, which I know is a tricky topic. And uh, 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 Ryan, I know you have strong opinions on this one, so why don't you lead us in? Well, the first thing that I wanted to that I want to put out there is that this is actually the most fascinating topic in my view in all management, uh, because this is something that um, you know that that speaks to everything that the organization is. Um, you know whether that's um, you know whether that's the organization's culture, it speaks to pay. Um, you know it speaks to you know the recruitment process. It, it, it's basically holistic in terms of how we you know in terms of how we look at it. Um, it's such a fascinating topic, but basically it all begins and ends with the direct leaders and direct report. Right. So if you know if somebody is happy in their job, right, they work harder, they work happier, they work smarter, they work better. They show up to work on time, um, and basically, not only do they pay, not only do they pay for themselves from an economic standpoint, uh, but they also, you know, but they also help the organization um, in its process of growth. So you know, so when when we have happy employees, we're going to have success. There's a very clear connection between that, um, and it's just basic employee psychology, right? Um, but the the thing that we have to keep in mind is you know is what what do we do tactically? What do we do strategically um, to help to foster that kind of environment? Um, and again, you know, you just heard environment. Environment equals culture, right? Um, the culture of an organization will drive employee satisfaction, um, and employee satisfaction must be something that is at the forefront of all decisions making um, whether that's from a payroll perspective or whether that's from you know from the standpoint of fun as we talked about in the AFI framework um, we have to be doing things to keep people engaged because engagement is what is is what builds retention long term um, so I think that um, you know so, so I think that in the final analysis just on you know kind of the introduction to this topic um, basically it is about uh, it, it, it is about the experience but it's about the all-in experience um, there's no one element that's necessarily more important than the next, um, it is the all-in experience. Yeah, absolutely. That's a very good point. And uh, when it comes to employee retention, there's a lot of tools in the toolbox that we as small business owners or as managers can use to keep retention. And uh, building, uh, you know, um, uh, employee morale is such a strong tool in our toolbox. Right. And there's a lot of things that we can do to build that, which we've talked about in the previous episode. Uh, if you haven't watched it, links are down below. Uh, but Joe, what are some of the other tools that we can address for this? I, I love that because we do understand fundamentally that pay does not equal uh, high morale, right? You could be the highest paying employer in a town. If you hate your job every single day, then you're not going to want to go to work. Morale is going to be horrible and everybody's going to know it in your pathway, right? The best thing about life is to get the employee, to get the culture for the team members and the employees to believe I get to do what I think is fun and get to call it work. If you can build that, then you have succeeded as a company. So here's one of the things that I firmly believe in doing. It's called quality circles. So what you do is you sit around a circle with all your team members before they start their shifts, right? So if you have a company service, uh, production, you know, manufacturing, whatever, you sit in this circle and each person is mandated to compliment so, Rob, I really love that you always have a smile on your face and every day it looks like you love what you're doing when you're at work. Talia, I love that you're always generous and helpful and caring for everybody that's at work, whether you met them and you, or you've known them forever. 
You know, uh, Ryan, I love that you are so focused on helping the company grow and achieve success. When you go around in this circle and each person must go, not one negative thing is allowed to be said. Morale just explodes in that company. Because how many people every day, especially today's day, where technology dominates everything and we're so connected, but yet so disconnected, right? We were talking about in a prior episode, social media. Well, imagine you have your reach to everybody. People can poke fun at you, uh, troll you, whatever, and you can get beaten up 24-7 where you're at work. You're communicating with people via social media, not face-to-face any longer. But now with quality circles, you're sitting there getting personal engagement and people saying to you, I love you because. And now where do you want to go tomorrow? You want to go to work. You want to be complimented because now you're not complimented. It's easy to criticize someone when you're not looking at them in the eyes, right? A true leader can. They can give feedback to people for self-improvement. But people in social media, coworkers don't do that. This changes that culture and one of the greatest tools that can be used to boost morale. Something else that we have to look at is, um, you know, from the employee experience standpoint is the work-life balance issue. Um, You know, employees, you know, employees by and large work very hard. Employees by and large are very committed to the organization. Um, You know, most employees, if you ask them to go above and beyond and work a few more hours or, you know, work a few extra days, they're going to do it. I, one, of, one of the things I was roundly accosted for quite often in, um, you know, in my position was that I never denied PTO. Never did, um, you know, except for blackout dates, you know, essential, you know, essential dates around, uh, you know, around Christmas, Thanksgiving, that type of thing. Um, it was something that, uh, you know, was kind of frowned upon. And um, my response to that, my response to that was employees have families. Employees have lives outside of work. One of the keys to retention is to ensure that they can enjoy that balance with the people that they love and care about. Um, and that's part of us being a good steward of our employees is to understand that, embrace that, and try as hard as possible to make sure that we're accommodating it within the scope of reason. Yeah, I'm so glad that you brought up that topic, uh, specifically uh, PTO and work-life balance, because that is something that uh, we as small business owners, and I know Talia can attest to this, (laughs) we totally throw that right out the window. That balancing act, it goes work (laughs) way up, the rest of your life goes way down. So uh, Talia, I'd like to hear your perspective on work-life balance as being a young entrepreneur, or yeah, yeah, a young entrepreneur, I'm not trying to be insulting. (laughs) Yeah, compared to yeah, Ryan. On the park bench. Right, yeah, I know, right? Exactly. <laughs> old, old man Ryan over here. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, you just became my best friend. <laughs> you did not take on my age. Yes. <laughs> well, um, okay, so with work life balance, the one nice thing is that I'm not nearly as stressed as, as neither of you. <laughs> Boy, I'm stressed. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my duties aren't nearly as taxing. That being said, I do find myself, like if friends or family want to invite me to events, I'm always like, oh no, I got to work. I've, I've gotten to the point where I would rather sit in the salon making the money and servicing my clients than going out and having fun because when I'm going out and having fun I'm thinking okay I could be doing this right now because I'm no longer getting a commission I'm no longer getting a, 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 a two-week paycheck I if I don't work I'm not making any money 
And you got to pay rent. Right? Yes. Sure. Yeah. And so it's gotten to the point where I would rather be at work than be out. Or if I can be outside of work, find a way to make money during that moment. Sure. Yeah, and that's the entrepreneur's curse, I would say. You're always on the mm -hmm. clock. You're, you're always thinking about... Uh, because usually if you're an entrepreneur, you're doing something that is your passion, right? You're not going to start, or at least most people when start up something, take ownership of it, and then go, oh, I hate it at the end of the day, <laughs> right? So they're probably doing something that they genuinely I mean, I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> she is human. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Wait, but she is? <laughs> um, days. The point is, is we have to remember that our staff are not us, right? right. Uh, we poured yes. our, you know, our lives, our blood, sweat, and tears into this uh, company, into this product, whatever it may be. Uh, but we do have to realize that other people have lives outside of that. This might be our life, but the people that we're employing, to Ryan's point, they have their own families. They need to be able to have time off. And uh, work-life balance is so unbelievably important in this topic. A couple of years ago, we were shutting down a few locations when I was in uh, when I was in telecom. They were older locations. You know, we were doing build-outs on uh, you know replacements for them. And um, I, I showed up to one of those locations, and I helped the staff there uh, basically close the store down um, and one of our associates can actually uh, you know can actually speak to that uh, that point specifically um, but what I what, what I said to myself was well you know what I take it personally when they're when they are there until 12 a.m. 1 a.m. 2 a.m. Um, you know basically shutting down a store um, you know, th there's people in that location that are going to lose jobs. Um, you know, there's people, um, you know, who will be moved around and affected. Their entire life will be upended. Um, you know, I, I, in my position in the executive level management, not often does that happen, right? Uh, but when I showed up, I, you know, I, I, I bought food for the group. Um, you know, I made sure that, uh, you know, that everybody had the tools and resources that they needed. And I also did some heavy lifting. You know, as we were boxing things up, I was the one who was taking it out to, uh, taking it out to the trucks and loading it up. So, you know, you have to lead by example, um, and you have to be willing to do, you might as well say the yeoman's work in a lot of these, you know, in a lot of these cases. Um, you know, whether that includes loading boxes or ripping down, um, you know, ripping down monuments or cabinetry, whatever you have to do. One, one of the big things, and I think Talia uh, addressed it really perfectly, one of the big things as an entrepreneur, you have to understand that there's uh, guilt. If you're a small business owner, you have small business guilt. When you are away from work, you're doing exactly what Talia is doing. She's thinking, gosh, I could be back at the shop, making money, paying bills, uh, recruiting new clientele. When she's at work, gosh, I could be with my, my uh, fr friends and family. There's this guilt and this divide, and you're, 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 you're really pulled apart. From a retention standpoint, if you're a small business owner, you really want to have flexibility at the same time. Try to put yourself in somebody else's shoes that works with you, but being a realist, understanding that if your team is not working, they're not producing. If they're not producing, you don't have the revenue. If you don't have the revenue, you can't pay your bills, and if you can't pay your bills, you're out of business. There's a point of flexibility, but there's also a point of being taken advantage of. That is a, like earlier episodes, drawing that line in the sand and saying, we're here to help you throughout your life's challenges, but at the same time, you are accountable and responsible to be here when we need you, because if not, you're putting an unnecessary burden on the company, on the team members, and that is catastrophic or can be catastrophic, especially when you're dealing with a whole bunch of people. But what you have to do is to get rid of that guilt, because there is a switch 
when everybody leaves the, the firm, they switch the lights off, they leave all their problems at work. When the entrepreneur leaves, those problems, that light is carried with them home. Loved ones will say to you, where are you at? Hello, you aren't here. My wife says that to me all the time. I work 120 hours a week. Where are you, honey? Where are you, honey? It's your son's birthday and you're on the phone texting. Well, I have to serve the clients and my fellow agents. I got to help them. So you're always on. So one of the things you do is be in the moment. Learn as an entrepreneur, which is the hardest thing to do. Learn to flip the switch by saying, I'm going to be in this moment right now. Nothing is going to take it away from me. Nothing. And that is critical for long-term success in a business. And you have to condition yourself to say and to understand this is my passion. I love this so much and I get to call it work. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah, absolutely. Final thoughts? Well, I, I think I think actually, Joe, you know, you made a fantastic point there. Um, you know, I always do. Thank you. Kind <laughs> 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 of call it like I see it, but yeah. anyway, um, there is something there is something to be said for being able to flip that switch. And for a lot of executive level managers who are supporting these business owners, um, it's equally difficult for them to be able to do that as well because they're so deeply invested in the organization, its mission, and its values. Um, so that's where bu- being able to budget your time comes into play. And that's something that for you know for me personally was a huge huge point of contention Um, it took me years to be able to figure out what the right balance was and being able to turn off that switch Um, you know there were days there were times when I would work 90 days straight um, you know without uh, you know without having a true quote-unquote day off Um, and those are things that are detrimental not only to your you know to the superficial things like your work-life balance but it's also detrimental to your health um, you know both physically and also mentally Um, so being able to budget your time and being able to budget your time in such a manner where you can carve out either as an entrepreneur or as an executive manager supporting that entrepreneur, being able to carve out time for yourself is indispensably valuable to the success of your organization and to your long-term buy-in to your own mission. It really is, because if you're going to burn yourself out, eventually what will happen is you will start to resent that mission and that entity, and you never want to get to that point because a house divided against itself cannot stand. Yes, perfectly said. That is a perfect way to end this episode. With that, (laughs) we are the SBA. We are the Small Business Advisors, bringing you advice on topics that you care about. Thank you for like, sharing, and subscribing. Please comment down below. What are your thoughts on this topic? Is there anything else you would like to see us cover in the future? With that, we will see you in the next episode.